how do we work with that fear, Susan, when we're trying to change and navigate to get to where our our better place of uh, our goals in a way, because we always want something, but in that point of letting go of this one ball to get to the other. It's little manageable steps. So maybe the first thing you change is your perspective on things or gratitude. Like you change that negative sense of how things are working against you to recognize what things are working for you. So, you know, it's, it's really about little shifts. All of the little shifts are what make it possible to change the, what appears to or feels like the big things. Okay, reflection of the day. Describe the locks and keys in your life. What door are you ready to open through you to you? Ooh, what door are you ready to open? That would indicate that there's more than one door, right? So often we live our life in this like linear fashion that we think we're going like through a door, boom, through a door, boom, through a door, boom. You know what I mean? And it's like this, this, instead of having a hallway of choices, we feel like we have a, um, a corridor with a door at each portal. Right. And that's so not true because we have free will, right? We, we have a, um, a destination, a, a, you know, a best version of ourselves, a, an opportunity to, um, to align with our purpose, but there's lots of different pathways to get there. And we have to stay open to the opportunities when they show up. And, you know, like one opportunity might take you to Africa to get there. One opportunity might take you to Florida to get there. One opportunity might take you to a different, uh, you know, line of thinking to get there. It's like so many doors, so many keys. We have to stop with the blinders on thinking that it's a timeline and it's a race and we have to get here before we get here, then get there. And and we think we know what the path looks like. Ha, ha, tell, you know, tell God your plan, God laughs, right? Same <laughs> deal, same deal. I don't have any idea what lies ahead. Amaryllis, Amaryllis, when I turn 58, I'm going to be a college basketball coach. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Did you play college basketball? No. Did you play any basketball? No, no. So what makes you think you're going to be a college basketball coach at 58? Who would have known? Who would have known? So we have to stop limiting ourselves by believing that life is linear and that we're racing to get to the next door. Because sometimes we get to that next door and we don't have the key. Then we want to break it down. We want to beat it down. We're so focused on that next door, the one in front of us, that we can't see all of the openings that our key could potentially fit to the right or to the left. We have to stop believing that we know our destiny. We know what we're inclined to do. We know what we love. Let's see how that unfolds. Let's try all the doors. 
let's take different paths. Let's let's create different stories. Let's use different perspectives to see things differently. Linear, linear. By age, bang, I gotta be boom. By age, X, I gotta be Z. By age, you know, here, I gotta have this. Listen, life starts over again every day when you wake up. Every day when you wake up, life starts over again. What happened yesterday is part of history. It, its only value is that it's historical in nature. That's the only value it has. What you choose to glean from the history of yesterday. And there is no way that you can tell me what's going to happen tomorrow. And this really helps during a time where the world again is in turmoil. I mean, you know, we had COVID, we had, we will always have something. There will always be turmoil in the world because it's the chaos that creates the transformation. The need for change doesn't come from comfort. It comes from chaos. So we have no idea what tomorrow is going to bring. That's why we can't live or hang our hat on what's going to happen tomorrow or even potentially know what's going to happen tomorrow. Fear of tomorrow keeps you from actually living today. And today's all you really have. Well, hello, everyone, well. and welcome to Authentic Conversations. Good morning. <laughs> I'm Susan. And I am Amarelis. If it's your first time joining us, then welcome. Energy brought you over to us. You clicked on it. Something brought you in to just hmm, capture your attention. And this podcast is mainly about that. We just kind of pick on words and describe our energy and where we are in this journey called life. The journey of goal settings and realizing sometimes that plan that you set up change it the road got this uh veer you know you were driving on your gps you don't question the gps when the map stops and says hey there's a reroute you must detour. go this way that's detour. it take a detour take the detour you are okay with that you're okay wait, wait. have you detour. ever have you ever clicked the one that's eight minutes longer to see what happens if you take the more scenic route or do I you always Please click the shortest route. I mean, really, oh, like, let's think about yeah. it. Yeah, we're going to take the short route always because we always I don't always there faster. Well, you don't, but I'm sure everyone else thinks that getting there faster, which is about the timeline that you just mentioned, Susan. If by 25, I have to be this way because by this time I have to be that, right? You have these timelines thinking that at that time is the time that you need to be there when the plan is half of it is already set. And you have to allow. Okay, so let's take the flip side. Let's take the flip side, right? So here okay. I am. I'm looking at the GPS map and there's three different ways. And one is, you know, eight minutes longer. And one is an hour and eight minutes longer. And the other is the fastest route, right? If I look and I notice that the one that's eight minutes longer takes me to what looks like a scenic overlook next to a beautiful lake, river, uh, you know, whatever it is. I'm going to take the eight minutes longer. If the one that's 10 minutes longer looks like it keeps me off the highway and might expose me to a little town 
or something that might be charming that I might not ordinarily ever see, I'm going to take the 10 minutes longer. I have time to spare. I am not going to get caught up in wasting my life, hurrying up and missing out on the things that I can see along the way. Have you ever clicked the longer route just to see where it takes you? Well, let me tell you what I was raised. I didn't, I, well, my time, no GPS. So, <laughs> but yeah, one phrase that my aunt who raised me would always tell me, don't always go home the same way. One, for your protection. You never know anyone who's just, you know, looking at your patterns because then they really have it down to the point where they know exactly at this time you're going to do this, at this time you're going to do that. She goes, well, they don't have to worry. I don't have to worry about that. Well, I grew up in New York, so I had to worry about it. But she, and I guess, you know, in her world and time, she did. Yes, yes. But she always said, there's no need to always take the same route because that same route becomes a habit that that's all you know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and then all the day that you, and then you don't even day. see it anymore. You don't see it anymore. No, 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 no. Then now you're now you're on the local, you know, uh, on autopilot. So now you're just walking. So now you're not aware of your surroundings. And I love that because it made me always discover a new way, um, meet new people, a new route. And on the way there, I was always aware of my surroundings. Yes. Yes. So, you know, so what, what was born out of a need for safety also yeah. became something that allowed you to expand. Yeah. And so now when I use my GPS, um, I always try my best to say, okay, so I know I have it there, but I'm in a new surroundings. You know, I just moved somewhere. I know how to get from point A to point B. I think I remember my landmarks. Let me try to test it and see how, what happens if I go this way or what happens if I go that way. And then I find new surroundings and new views, like you said, and a new opportunity, a store to stop in and look at something. Yes. So yes. this is all about the mindset, right? That's right. Linear, right? Focused on the desired outcome, right? That's outcome-based. If I'm linear, I'm focused on wanting to get to Z from A, and I don't care what B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, you know, the rest of them, right? What they have to offer because I am only focused on Z. But what if at Q, there was an opportunity to explore something else that would enrich what happens when I get to Z? I miss it because I'm only focused on Z and then I get to Z and I'm disappointed. And you know why I'm disappointed? because I didn't pay any attention to what got me to Z and all of the little things that I could have picked up along the way that would have made Z be beautiful, greater than expected. So attachment to outcomes, expectations lead to disappointment. It's the journey, it's the journey. And everything we see on the outside shows us something more about ourselves on the inside. It's really the inside journey. I mean, I know we say this, you know, I mean, I feel like it's ad nauseum, but maybe it's not, right? It's the inside journey. It's the experiences we have on the outside that draw more clarity to our own insides that allow us to become more deeply connected to us, through us, to us. We got to go through us to get to us.
We got to go through us to get to us. Okay, go. So sensation, right? Tell us about a little bit of the sensation that is in the pause compared to the, the discomfort. So sensation, so sensation is simply a label, right? And there's lots of labels. Like, so there's lots of doors to take. There's lots of ways to label things. So um, I choose to label the discomfort or the awkward moments or the, um, you know, the things that are uncomfortable. I choose to label them as sensation because I think the word sensation is more neutral than good or bad okay so wait, let me take a pause so sensation could be for someone like myself or some of us that feel energy is that something like your gut feeling like when you're yes you have you a know, surge this, you have a surge of energy that's a sensation so are you paying so you have sensations in your physical body right so yes. sensations in your physical body like you know if you're stretching out your fingers or you're rolling your shoulders or you're moving your neck around right and you feel things you know twinges snap crackles pops uh you know that sensation right? You have sensation in your emotional body, right? Waves and surges of energy, right? Or um, noticing, right? That maybe things are misaligned or noticing that you're feeling uncomfortable or you're feeling a sensation, right? So I'm having a sensation about this conversation I'm having with someone. That sensation is drawing my attention inward and saying needs further exploration. Don't be so quick to jump. Pay attention to your instincts. Pay attention to your knowing. Pay attention to your gnawing. Pay attention to your nagging. Pay attention to what it is that you're feeling in this surrounding, in this conversation, um, you know, I, it, it's really your inner guidance system. So a sense. This is your GPS. Yes. This is yes, your GPS. GPS. This is yes. your GPS. Back to the GPS. So back to the fact of the route, right? If it feels sort of not heavy, then go a different way that you're going to feel and then explore. If it feels it. heavy, then, then, you know, think about rerouting if, yeah. but sometimes we have to push through the muck and mire. So pay attention to if the resistance or the feeling is valid. So you have to kind of check it. Do I, do I have to pass through this sensation to get to where I want to get to what's next? no matter what, you know what I mean? Like if there's, there's no way off the Island, you got to swim. So you can want to be on the mainland all you want, right? You might be terrified of taking that swim, but if it's the only way off the Island, then you have to ask yourself what's more important. You know what I mean? So if you're in this job that you're not happy with, or the situation of this door that you're wanting to open, and you have to tell you, somebody something that's uncomfortable. If your only way out is to tell somebody something that's uncomfortable, don't keep rerouting. If after the third time you've rerouted, you're avoiding. 
And that's being vulnerable. So rerouting and avoidings, right? That discomfort is, yes, putting yourself to being vulnerable to speak your mind and your feelings. But you can only, if you have to get off that island, and that's the only way off the island, then it's never going to be the right time. Now is always the right time. So again, paying attention to, to your you know, note. fear. Here comes fear, right? Here comes fear. Oh my God, I'm going to drown. Or, oh my God, I let go of this job. And how am I going to get another job? How do we uh, uh, work with that fear, Susan, when we're trying to change and navigate to get to where our, our better place of uh, our goals in a way, because we always want something, but in that point of letting go of this one ball to get to the other. It's little manageable steps. So maybe the first thing you change is your perspective on things or gratitude, you know, like you change that negative sense of um, how things are working against you to recognize what things are working for you. So, you know, it's, it's really about little shifts. All of the little shifts are what make it possible to change the what appears to or feels like the big things. So little shifts. It goes back to how do you eat a whale one bite at a time. So uh, one bite at a time, it feels so like you're not doing anything. And I know this because I've been there where you feel like a little bit at a time, what does this mean? You know, but it comes back to through you, within you, through you, right? Like your energy. When you start time being- passes. Time passes anyway. You know what I mean? And so <laughs> nothing for extended periods of time, then there's zero growth. If you do little things, one thing each day, if you start a gratitude journal or you write something or you, you know, one thing each day brings you closer to the ability. We want it all. We want to check the boxes and go down the hallway and, and line ourselves up with what's next. No, see what else there is to explore your whole entire life. You only get this one. Oh my gosh. So I, I have to, you know, I had a birth plan and I, I mean, yes. Okay. Like to the point, everything. And the, that's exactly the reaction that the nurse did at the hospital when I gave it to her and she's like, okay. Okay. sure miss perez we're we're gonna honor this as much as we can and my god was that thing out of the window in like five minutes you might as well just light it up with a match you know and but it kept you it kept you intact leading up to right so it yes it, it quenched the anxiety it it lowered well and and it told others what were my priorities what I wanted, what was important to me so that when I was in a mindset that I could not no longer advocate for myself, about the pain and everything that was going on, everyone was aware. And then they all tried to, as, as much as they could, follow it, even though completely everything went, I mean, everything went out the window. And it was a great lesson for myself too, because I remember having to let go of control and allowing the process and trusting that this is the way that it had to be from What's having the epidural, mm -hmm. everything, C-section, I mean, everything. And then the second time around when I completely was just like, okay, it is what it is. It all 
came through and everyone is like, no way you had, you know, vaginal birth after a C-section. But it was when I think it was the fact that I just let go. I let yeah. go. I asked for prayer and guidance. And I said, if, you know, I don't want to choose a day for his birthday, that was one of my biggest things. So there is okay to say, I want one thing and trust that it's going to be aligned. And then whatever it is, it becomes because you can't, you know, you really, there's forces that you cannot control, but you can only control how you respond to them. And right. just the simple awareness of something has to change. And that something is me because everything outside of me, I don't have control over, right? So I don't have control over, you know, what the boss decides at work. I don't have control over, you know, what my husband is necessarily feeling or doing. I don't have control, you know, so what needs to, to change is me. So what can I do? What's the one thing that I can do? I can read something. I can, um, you know, find Go for a walk thing that feels good for me. I can, you know, pick up a hobby. I can exercise. I can find nature. I can, you know, do yoga. I can, you know, I, I can sit and breathe in a nice quiet space for 10 minutes for some clarity because the clarity doesn't come when you're push, 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 run, run, run. The clarity comes in the pause. And you started this by asking about like the sensation of pause and look where we went. But anyway, <laughs> the sensation of pause, right? It's so hard for people to sit still with their thoughts, but the recognizing of your thoughts and then kind of cross-checking them with reality is the best way to start a new sense of awareness. Gosh, I'm thinking all these things. You know, what aspect of any of these things do I have control over? Hmm. Just how I respond to them, you know? Mm -hmm. So I can choose better thoughts. I can choose better thoughts. I can be in a better space myself so that I can make better decisions. And maybe my job's not so bad when I get a handle on who I am. Maybe I'm not even meant to leave that job. Maybe I'm not learning and seeing the things I'm supposed to be seeing because I'm so shut down or closed off or angry or frustrated or jealous or scared or whatever it is that I am. Maybe the job's not wrong. Maybe who I'm bringing to the job isn't right. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Always, it's always me. All I can do is reflect on me, work on me, notice me gently, gently, you know, and kindly explore what's my contribution to the overall well-being of my life right now. And in that pause, guys, in that pause that we always feel that is, you will, you will feel guilt. You will feel like, oh, am I making, I'm thinking about me? That's um, greedy is the word, Susan, or what's the, what's the feeling? And you, you just don't feel validated that you should take care of you, but you have to because in you and through you is your energy so that you can love yourself and align yourself so you that can you can give. be you can only give from you, you you can only give from you so taking care of you pausing and taking that time to know yourself 
and in that quietness because you know the being surrounded by others like for myself who loves people and wants to be around them I know how fearful it is guys to be alone but getting to know yourself is the best gift that you're going to give yourself because then you are being present to the right people they will come they're not going to leave you they will come but the right ones will come those that leave no longer need to be around you the right, right ones change. will things come changing. things are always changing you know honor the change but yeah don't be afraid to take a little bit of time for yourself you know go somewhere for a day take a drive take a walk you know spend 10 minutes locked in your room take a bath i don't know whatever it is there we go thank you so much everyone for joining us again today if you have any suggestions of a topic you would like for us to talk let us know send us a message um thank you susan for your time thank you and we have a great day have a fabulous one everyone <laughs>